This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, The Reason for the Season. Despite the difficult challenges you face, we serve a God who can deliver us. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Grab your word today. I want to take a a fresh look at a passage that I've preached before, but I feel the Lord speaking to me yet again from another section of this passage that I have not spent a lot of time on in the past. I have kind of cursory hit it, but uh, I feel uh, compelled to focus on one section of Isaiah 61. And I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 3 of Isaiah 61. And it, it says this. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Hallelujah. Wow, what a profound verse. It's probably, I don't have favorite verses, but if I did, this would certainly fall somewhere in the category of one of those verses that, passages that just speaks mountains to me. And I believe it's speaking mountains to so many people. And I I know whatever your condition is or your life is, whatever your circumstances might be, I don't care how difficult, how challenging, how frustrating things might be. It might be a troubled family, a troubled marriage. It might be tight finances. You might, you might have everything going okay, but just internally you're struggling and challenged. I want to speak to you today and challenge you through this word, I believe, will be, be, be a, a word of deliverance and hope for you today. Just walk with me for just a few moments. Let me preliminarily just walk through this passage. It is profound. It is, as a matter of fact, a passage that Jesus read in Luke 4 when he walked into the temple and said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. God had anointed him. And he anointed him to do some things. To preach good tithings to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn in Zion. Profound words that are listed right here in Isaiah chapter 61. I want to talk about this and I've, I've, I've hung a title on this message today. And the title of this message is The Reason for This Season. The Reason for This Season. Because the fact be told, the truth be told, some of you are in the season that are mentioned right here in these, these verses. Some of you are poor, struggling, without the comforts of life is what that means. The word poor means to be without the comforts of life. Life has not necessarily given you the best. You've seen other people get the best. But you haven't gotten the best. So this gospel, this good news, God says he's going to bring a great message, good tithings to the poor. He says he's going to he sent this anointed one to heal the brokenhearted. And the brokenhearted means those 
who have been bruised and wounded from broken relationships. Something has happened. Something has scarred or caused a relationship that you valued, a relationship that you cherished to be broken. But the message of the gospel and the hope of this anointing says he's coming to heal your broken heart. He might, the, the relationship might not get healed, but your heart will be healed. Your broken heart, your bruised spirit, your discouragement, as a matter of fact, will be healed. That's what he says he's come to do. And to proclaim liberty to the captives. That word captive, captive means that there's somebody who's, who is being held in bondage to sin and habits. You got some sin you can't seem to break away from. You got some habit that you can't seem to change. And the scripture says right here that this is a, a year to proclaim liberty, freedom. God will free you. I don't care how long you've had it, how bad it's been. It doesn't matter how long you've toiled with your sin or your habit. I know the devil has told you and convinced you and persuaded you that you can never be free. But that's not true. The scripture teaches us this powerful word of God teaches us powerfully. And Jesus proclaimed it and affirmed it in Luke chapter four. He says, and this scripture says that he that there's going to be a proclamation of liberty to those who are captive. And let me proclaim it to you right now. You can be free. You will be free. You shall be free. And God wants to free you. You don't have to stay in the bondage that you're in. And if you want freedom, you turn your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in him and surrender to him. There's the big deal. It's, it's, it's surrendering to his will for your life. See, the devil believes he knows Jesus existed, but he doesn't embrace him and submit his will to Jesus' will. And that's what you got to do. You got to surrender your will to the Lord Jesus and he will bring liberty to you. Freedom, it says. I love that word right there to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. That word bound means uh, you're, you're in a battle. That's what it means when you're bound. You're battling. Life is a battle. You seem to get out of, uh, after you escape one punch, here's another punch coming down the pike. You get hit one time and you get up and you get hit again. And life treats you like that sometimes. Knocks you down over and over and over again. But the scripture says right here, and I love, again, I love this word right here, that God's going to bring you to a place of opening the prison and getting you out of that ring of a battle, out of the, the, the boxing ring of battle after battle after battle, issue after issue after issue, and defeat what appears to be defeat after defeat after defeat, and frustration after frustration after frustration. God's going to open it and get you out of that season and out of that bondage and out of that prison. He's going to open up those prison walls, but he does not stop there. He says this proclamation is this power. This word is to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. I love that verse right there because he says he's proclaiming that this is God's season and time. It's God's season and time for you. It's the acceptable year. God's stepping in and this is your season and time. This is your season. And you know what I discovered? I think I, I might have said this recently, but I think it's important for you and I to know and remember and recognize that the God we serve has the capacity that while everybody else is struggling financially and in a pandemic and in a famine, God has the a power and the ability 
to bring prosperity to you and victory to you and hope and answers to you, even in the midst of challenging moments in time. Hallelujah. He's, matter of fact, he's doing that. That's happening all over, all over our church. I see people being prospered and and I need to start bringing back testimonies. I don't know why I stopped bringing testimonies. I need to start bringing back testimonies because we've got some incredible testimonies. People are blessing, being blessed by God in an incredible way because this is the acceptable year of the Lord to show himself strong in your life. This is the season for him to show himself strong in your life. And I like this verse right here, the day of vengeance of our God. God said, I'm going to get back everybody who tried to hurt you. You don't have to try to get him back. This is the day that God brings vengeance. Matter of fact, the Lord says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Don't you do it. When God sees you trying to repay people for who's wronged you and who treated you bad, God said, I'll take my hands off of it. I try to tell you all that all the time. But I need to tell you again, keep your hands off and let God deal with them. God says, the day of me giving vengeance is today. I'm going to, I'm going to pay him back. And you know what I'm glad about? He's going to pay the devil back for all the hell he done bought in your life. The day of vengeance is, 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 is this is the day of vengeance of our God. And he says he's going to comfort all who mourn. I love this passage right here. He's going to bring comfort. You've been crying, but he's going to bring comfort. You've got tears running down your eyes. Some of you have been crying uncontrollably. But the Lord says he's going to bring comfort to you. He's going to dry the tears from your eyes. You're not alone with where you are. You're not in this season by yourself. He shall bring comfort to your heart. And console you. As a matter of fact, he goes on in verse 3 and says, He will console those who are mourning in Zion. I've talked about this before. I love this passage that you can be in God's perfect will. Zion represents being in the very presence of God. That's what Zion represents. I'm in the very presence of God. I'm in God's perfect will. And you can be in God's perfect will and still be crying. And still have all hell break loose in your life. You can be right in the middle of what God has ordained for you to do. And right in the center of his will. And have things not go the way you anticipated or hoped. It is possible. But the scripture says right here. I love verse 3. He will console those who are mourning in Zion. And here's how he will console you. I'm just, this is just introductory to where I'm headed. I'm trying to get to a place today in just a moment. But I'm just... Uh, re rehearsing what I've already preached to you before. And it says he's going to give beauty for ashes. I love that right there. Let me tell you what that means for just a moment. Ashes means something has been destroyed, burned up. But God says, I'm going to give you beauty. Beauty means a headdress. Uh, he said, I'm going to give you a headdress for the stuff you've lost. That's been burned up, been destroyed. I'm going to give you beauty. And that word beauty is a headdress. Here's what that means. When God says, I'm going to give you a headdress, you didn't understand why you went through what you went through, but I'm going to give you an understanding of why you had to go through it. I'm going to give you beauty for ashes, an explanation. It may not make sense why you're in it. While the fire is burning and your family's being destroyed or your job and career has been destroyed or your journey, whatever you've gone through, everything seems to have gone down the drain. God is saying to you, it may not make sense why you're going through it, but before it's all said and done, I'm going to give you an explanation. That's what beauty means. A headdress and understand it in your heart and head about why you had to go through it. There's some things I've gone through in life, I didn't understand it then, but I can look back now and stuff that did cause me pain back then, that made me cry and I didn't understand why God allowed it. Some of you can, can tell the truth. You've been at seasons of your life where you said, God, why did you let that happen to me? 
And God is saying, it may not make sense now, but I'm going to give you beauty for it. I'm going to give you an explanation. And I can look back now over stuff that happened in my life that I didn't understand then. And I can look back and God gave me an understanding. He put a, be- he put a headdress on me. He gave me an understanding. And I can go back, look back and say, God, thank you for letting that happen in my life. Thank you that certain things didn't work out. Thank you that it didn't go the way you wanted to go to. I didn't understand why it didn't work out then. But I know now that you allowed it for a purpose and for a season, uh, for a reason. And I didn't understand it, but I understand now. And I thank you that you didn't give me this or you didn't let that happen. or You didn't you didn't permit me to go down that road or I didn't get the thing that I'd hoped to get back then. I thank you because I know I'm the better because I didn't get it. You know, sometimes we don't even know what to ask for. We don't know. We're asking God for stuff that we don't need right now. My prayer to God is don't let anything happen to my life in my life before my time. I don't want to be on the stage before my time. I don't want to have the job before my time. I don't want the resources before my time. Don't give me the resources until I'm mature enough to handle it. Don't don't let me get the job until I'm I'm seasoned enough to do well in it. Keep it away. And God will do that. Beauty for your ashes. Not only will he give you beauty for your ashes right here. I love this. Excuse me. y'all. I didn't mean to go through all of this, but it gets good to me every time I talk about it. He'll give you the oil of joy for mourning. And that oil of joy means that God recognizes that you've been crying, but I'm going to give you some joy. I'm going to give you the capacity and the ability to have joy. The Bible says in Nehemiah that the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is what keeps us having the capacity and the ability to go through troubled times in our lives is we have joy. Joy is something that is generated internally, not externally. Happiness is generated by external circumstances, what things you receive, a new car you buy, a new job you get. That's external. Joy is generated internally, that it doesn't matter what the external circumstances are. When I have joy and the joy of the Lord is generated from an internal presence, in me, that God gives us the capacity and the ability to have joy. So I'm going to give you the oil of joy. I'm going to give you the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Uh, I know you've been depressed and down, but I'm going to put a garment on you, a garment of praise, the capacity. All of these wonderful things God does for us. And he's doing it for us while we're mourning and while we're losing things, we got ashes, we're sitting in the remains of what used to be. We've got mourning going on and heaviness going on. But then the latter part of this verse, and this is where I want to hang the rest of my time today with you. Is why God permitted all these things to happen. I'm grateful that he's exchanging what I had and giving me something better. I'm grateful that that he's healed my heart and given me a good message, though I'm poor. And he's given me liberty and and he's opened the prison doors and that he's proclaimed the acceptable year and that he's fought the battles and been my vengeance. The one who fought and paid back all those who hurt me. And he's comforted me and consoled me and gave me beauty and joy and a garment of praise. But these last verses, this last verse, this last phrase gives us the reason for the season. He's telling us why God allowed us to be in it in the first place. Why did God? And this, this, if you, you have to, excuse me, you, whew, 
You have to comprehend why God is allowing you to be in this jam. Uh, you, have to, you have to walk through what you're going through with an understanding and a comprehension that there's a reason why God's allowed it. And there's a reason why you're going through whatever you're going through, whatever your challenge is. There's a reason for it. There's a reason the Lord Jesus permitted. I am persuaded that God never allows anything to come in my life that he has not already prepared me to handle. Matter of fact, I know that to be true. God never allows more to happen to us than is that is beyond our capacity and capability to handle. If he allows it, he knows he's already prepared us for it. There's enough in me and enough in you to handle it. Preach on Pastor Jenkins. I got to encourage myself today since I ain't got no I ain't got a whole crowd of people to tell me to preach on. I'm encouraging myself. Here's what he says. Here's why. Right here, nestled at the end of verse three is the reason for the season. Here's what he says. Here's number one. There's three things. He said that they may be called trees of righteousness. Oh, y'all missed a great spot to say amen. That's, that's reason number one. He says, I want you to be a tree of righteousness, a tree of righteousness. Here's a section I've always skipped over and never spent enough time with it. But I feel compelled today to talk to you about the fact that God is ultimately trying to make you a tree, not a bush, not a limb, but a tree. He, want, he wants to bring you up out of whatever you're going through and develop you so that you may be a tree. I love that right there. A mature, seasoned, stable, strong tree. Not a bush, not a branch, but a tree. When I look at a tree, I can say that tree's been there for a long time. When I see a tree, not, 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 a, not a twig, not, not a, a little thing coming up, but a tree when, when it's got a strong, big trunk. It's been around for many seasons. When I look at a tree, I say that I tree done seen a lot of storms. That tree has been through a lot of seasons and it's still here. <laughs> it's still hanging there. I see that tree. God says, I want to make you a tree. I want you to be strong and mighty. I want you to have strength. I want you to stand tall no matter what the weather is. That's what God's trying to do. Get you to a place that regardless of what the circumstances, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, whether it's thundering, whether it's lightning, no matter what's going on in your life, you're standing tall. You're a tree. And some of you today are little twigs. But God says, I, in order for you to be a tree, you're going to have to survive and make it through some stuff. I look back now and I can thank God for everything I've been through in my life. Even the things that made me cry. Even the things that made me. Even, I had things happen in my life that make me even question the existence of God. But I've been through enough of those and I've seen God bring me through enough of those that I can look back now and I know he is alive and well. The devil cannot make me doubt him anymore. I don't have any questions about God because I, I, I'm, I'm a tree. I'm a tree, y'all. I'm a tree. I've been through some hell. Uh, I've been through some storms. And, and he says, I want you to be called a tree. I don't, I don't get nervous at the sight of clouds. 
Trees don't get nervous because they see clouds formulating or they see a storm coming. They done seen it before. And they know I'll be able to survive this. I done been through this. I, I, I'll make it through this. And, and, and so when stuff comes my way, it does, nothing phases me. I look at life and I say, I don't know how God's going to work it out, but I know he's going to work it out. I don't know how he's going to fix it. And I know that he's already prepared me for it. He says, I want you to be a tree. And, and, then I, and what I like about the tree, he said, I want you to be a tree of righteousness. That word righteousness means to be in right standing with God. He says, I want you to be at a place where you are standing right and proper with me at all times. And some of you, God's trying to get you to that place. He's, he's bringing you through some stuff so you can be a tree that is always in right standing with God. A tree of righteousness. You know what I noticed about trees? I noticed that regardless of what leaves are hanging on its limbs, the limbs are always raised. <laughs> Y'all missed a great spot to say amen. Their arms, their limbs are always raised. You know you're getting to be a tree when you have the capacity and the ability to always raise your hands and give God praise regardless of the circumstances that you're facing. Regardless of the burden, regardless of what people say about you, regardless of what how much money is in the bank, regardless of what's happening on your job, regardless of what's going on. You always got to be at a capacity if you want to be a tree to be able to raise your hands and say, I give God the praise. And you know why I can give God the praise? Because I know he's going to work it out. It's hell right now. It's trouble right now. I'm challenged right now. I'm frustrated. But guess what? I know God's going to get, get me out of this. I know he's going to work it out. I know it's going to change. I'm I'm a tree. I am a tree of righteousness. That's why I've got the reason, the reason for the season is he wants to make me a tree of righteousness. He wants you to be a tree of righteousness. You're going to always do right. See, some people, when they have hell and trouble, they, they, they break off from righteousness and go to the club, the club. They, do, they go get a swig. They go get high. They go and do something they have no business doing. They engage in sin to medicate their, their issues and their concerns. But when you are a tree of righteousness, your hands are raised and you give God praise because you know God's got your back. He sees where you are. He knows what you're going through. And when it's all said and done, he's going to work it out. He says, I want you to be a tree of righteousness. That's the reason for the season. Hold up, but he doesn't stop there. He says, also... You are the planting of the Lord, the planting of the Lord. God says he wants to plant you. He wants to plant you. He, he wants to, uh, that word plant means to be fastened and you're put in the place where you are settled. God says, I'm trying to settle you. Some of y'all are instable, unstable. I don't know which word is right. You're not stable. I know that's right. You flip and flop which, whichever way the wind's blowing. You done, you done gone through so many relationships, so many marriages, so many jobs. You done been to, you done joined, every week you're at a different church. You're not stable. God wants to plant you. Put you in a place where you can make a difference, where you can have an impact over the long haul. He says, I want, you to I want you to be planted. You got to allow God to plant you. And when God plants you, let me say this. See, when God plants you, there has to be some digging. To plant you, 
to be a tree, there's got to be some digging. You got to disturb the dirt and then plant you. There's some things that God might have to disturb around you before he plants you. I want to celebrate. And let me just take a moment and talk about this for a moment because as a pastor, I'm grateful for the people that God has planted around me. And I'm grateful for the people who have stuck with me for years. I've been the pastor of First Baptist Church for 30 years and lots of people come and go. People come in and out of church. This ain't just true of my church. It's true of all churches. People run and go and run and go and run and go. Hop, hop, hop. Leave, leave, leave. But I thank God for the people who have been planted. Whom God has placed by my side. People whom God has put it and have served faithfully for years. Hallelujah. I give God the praise for that. We live in a culture where people need to learn how to be planted. Don't just leave a church because somebody made you mad. If I left every time somebody made me mad, I wouldn't be. I would have been gone a long time ago. God said, I want you to have some level of stability in your life. Some of y'all, you can't keep a job. You can't keep a marriage. You can't stay at a church. You can't keep friends. It's always a danger. Listen to this. If you if you meet somebody and they don't have any long term friends, uh. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, hello, Houston. We have a problem. Yeah, if they don't have no long-term friends, that's an issue. You ought to have long-term friends, people who have been around you because you're stable. The planting of the Lord. God says, I, I'm, going, I'm taking you through what I'm taking you through because I want you to be planted. Have the capacity to be stable not hopping around and jumping around every few months and every few years. He says, I want to plant you. And I recognize sometimes God plants you in a place and puts you in a place where you're not even qualified to be there. But glory be to God, he planted you there. That's what I love about God. When he plants you, can't nobody move you. I want to be the planting of the Lord. And let me celebrate again. Thank those who over time have stuck with us. Let me give you this last point. I'm trying to be finished. Within a time frame, let me let me close with this third and final point. He says, not only verse number three, M, uh, I want you, you to be trees of righteousness, not only the planting of the Lord, but here's the ultimate thing right here. Here's the reason that he may be glorified. That God will get the glory. That's what it's all about. It ain't about your name. It's not about your reputation. It's not about your image. It's about God being glorified. And the sooner more people recognize that this is the whole reason for God creating us to exist is to give him glory, for our lives to give him glory, for our decisions to give him glory, for our actions to give him glory, for our walk to give him glory, for our relationship to give him glory. That's what my whole life is about. And that's what God wants your life to be about, to give him glory. I'm coming to a close. I'm coming. I'm finishing up right now to give him glory. I want to give God glory. I want to, I want to, uh, I want the relationships I have. I want the walk that I live, the people that I encounter, the things that I do. I want to give him glory. When it's all said and done, when I come to the end of the journey of my life, when I've concluded this walk, and while I'm doing the walk, I want people to say, God was glorified through his life. That's what I want more than anything else. 
that he's glorified with my life. That his name is elevated. That the Lord Jesus is glorified. That others see him in me. That others see that he's alive and well in me. And I want you to know he'll do the same thing with you. He wants to be glorified through you. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. This is the season for God to show himself strong in your life. Surrender your will to Jesus and he will bring you freedom. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.